Hello and welcome to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back, the podcast with me, Ewan Petrie. Each week, I'm joined by a guest who tells me all about the places in Scotland that mean the most to them and the memories and stories associated with these particular places. Then we listen to the songs that have become the soundtrack to these wonderful memories. I can't play all the songs in full due to copyright, but I hope that you enjoy the podcast nonetheless. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe to it and leave us a rating and a review. You can also find us on social media. For Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia. And for Twitter, search Capture Cali. Please like and share the pages with all your friends and family to help spread the word of Capture Caledonia and to keep up with the latest news. If you would like to support the podcast to help with future episodes, you can now donate on my Buy Me A Coffee page, which is www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash capture Cali. Any amount, no matter how small, really goes a long way. Thank you so much for your continued support and for listening to this week's episode. You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. This week, I'm delighted to welcome Jack Smedley to the tracks that take us back. Jack is a sought-after performer and session musician who is perhaps best known for being a founding member of the award-winning folk band Rura. Originally from Cullen on Scotland's Bampshire coast, Jack's youth was steeped in music, and this ultimately led to Jack studying at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. With Rura, Jack has toured extensively across the globe, released four critically acclaimed albums and won numerous awards, including Up and Coming Artist of the Year and Live Act of the Year at the Scots Trad Music Awards. Known for his versatile fiddle playing, Jack has featured as a session artist on numerous records and frequently collaborates with some of the folk scene's best known acts. Tuition has also featured heavily throughout Jack's career, having worked with students of all ages, abilities and aspirations. In 2013, he founded Fockerber's Fiddle Week, an educational event for young violin and fiddle players that has gone on to play a large role in the calendar of the local area. Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to Capture Caledonia. Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for, for joining me. And just before we explore the choices that you've made for today's show, I want to talk to you about the journey that you've been on so far with Rura, because it's been quite the adventure. Uh, you've been together for over 10 years now and experienced numerous highlights as a band. Going back to the very beginning, how did the band come together and how does it feel reflecting on the journey so far more than 10 years after it started? Oh, wow. Well, um, myself and David, our Baran and flute player, and Stephen Blake, who's the, the piper and, and keys player in the band, the three of us were actually in the same year at university together. Um, and we got asked to um, do a small performance at a festival in Glasgow called Piping Live. Um, and this must have been in 2009. And we quickly threw a few sets together um, and jumped on stage with um, a, a friend of ours uh, from, from Glasgow called Craig Muirhead, who's actually a piano player. Um, we jumped up and had had a wee tune and all the rest of it, and just um, I think at that moment really, really, really realised um, that we all enjoyed making music together, um, and we'd really enjoyed the gig, and uh, decided that we'd like to move forward and and um, 
form a band together. And um, Craig, the piano player involved in that day, won't won't mind me saying this at all. But he he wasn't he wasn't interested one bit in in, <laughs> in that sort of work. Um, so we found ourselves a guitarist called Chris Waite, the band's original guitarist. And yeah, Rura was born officially, I guess, in, in 2010 um, out, out of that performance. And yeah, 10 years or almost 11 years now have, have flown in very quickly. <laughs> um, and we've had one or two adventures along the way, like you say. And when you look back on that time is there any any standout memories or any particular chapter that that comes to mind more than others oh man yeah it's interesting it's that's a that's a really difficult question to answer and particularly at the moment because having been through the the year to 18 months that we've all been through um i don't say this lightly i guess when i say that we've all become so incredibly aware of just how special our existence has been in mm. the past 10 years as musicians particularly musicians that are lucky enough to be able to travel the world together and perform at festivals all over the place and I guess over personally speaking in the past year I've I've remembered performances that we've done or places we've visited and hilarious things that have happened <laughs> and it's actually really hard to pick out one or two highlights from that. I mean, certainly in terms of performances, the the Celtic Connections gig that we did last year um, in 2020, in which we recorded our uh, live album and things like that, that that gig will will go down. Um, I mean, that that will stay with us forever. It was just one of the most incredible nights. But when you look back across the the ten years that it went before that. Um, you know, we kind of joke about this, but it was, it's almost like we sort of stumbled from one disaster to another, but somehow, <laughs> somehow we've managed to keep, keep it together and, uh, and keep making music that we're really proud of. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hope there'll be many, many more adventures in the future as well, especially with the fact that, you know, it seems that things are getting back up and running, which is, is such a positive thing for any music fan out there. Uh, you've yeah. chosen a Ruda song for us to listen to today. Do you mind explaining the reasoning behind the choice and then we'll listen to it? So Katrina's is a tune that David Foley uh, wrote um, for our 2018 album called In Praise of Home. And um, it's, it's, probably, it's, it's probably one of the band's most popular tracks. And it was... Um, it's just it's just such a great tune and it's a really cool track and we love playing it all the time um and i think a lot of uh, whenever we play it um we can tell people in the room have been waiting for us to play that track you know <laughs> um and um and so i thought yeah it's, it's probably my favorite ruda track so i thought i'd i'd get us to play that today
great. So if you don't mind revealing the first place that you've chosen to talk about today, Jack, and why you've chosen this particular place. Um, so the first place I'm going to talk to you about is uh, Glasgow, particularly um, Mary Hill, where I have lived now for 10 years, in fact. It's a flat, <laughs> I, li- I, live, I live in a flat in Mary Hill that um, is beautiful and is, is a really cool wee part of town because I'm just on the edge of the West End of Glasgow and a stone's throw from fancy coffees and great bars and restaurants <laughs> and all the rest of it. But I, I equally have to, um, I'm subjected to some of Mary Hill's finest ongoings from time to time <laughs> uh, so it's so it's quite a colorful area shall we say um and when you asked me about music and things like that for this show one of the very first tracks that came to mind was um flashback by mech lear um, which actually only appeared i think they only released that at the tail end of 2020 but i remember putting that track on um, and instantly had to go out for a run because I, I really like going out for a run. I live next to the canal and things up in Mary Hill, Mary Hill and it's actually a really, really cool area and an amazing um, route of little canals and things you can explore um, up behind the flat here. And um, instantly, the track was just so amazing and so packed full of energy it just instantly put a smile on my face and I was like I have to get out this flat and go out for a massive run and ever since then really it's always in my playlist when I'm out and about even going for a walk um and I think the reason I wanted to talk about this area is because it is very special to me and I'm probably in the minority of people in my world that live in this bit of town um so I've kind of for a for a pretty long time have felt like it's kind of my own wee patch and I can <laughs> dip in and out of um, the West End as and when I need to. Um, and that's it, yeah. When, when you first came to Glasgow, um, to, was it to study? Is that the sort of first time that you've moved, you'd moved down? Yeah, so I moved down here in 2008 from Cullen, yeah. And were you straight to that area or did you sort of gravitate towards Mary Hill over time? No, so I actually... Um, I lived in halls of residence and things like that in town. And then um, I had a few um, flats in one in the city centre on Bass Street and then another one on Kent Road in Finiston. Um, and both of those flats I shared amongst other people with Stephen, who's the piper in Rura. So um, for many years, we were like a, a, an old married couple that were inseparable. <laughs> um, and then I, when I was just about leaving university, um, decided to to buy a flat and um, the reason I ended up here funnily enough was because I had um, I was going to move in with a guy called John Lowry who's an amazing uh, piano player and kit player he he works with loads of people in our, our world as well um, including like Siobhan Miller and Adam Holmes and, and various other people um, and John knew that this flat was being sold by friends of his or something like that and uh, and so yeah like we, we managed to buy this place and and lived here I, well John lived here with me for three years and uh, and ever since it's it's been home to a lot of amazing characters over the years and <laughs> and there's a lot of good memories in this place yeah 
Yeah, I'm sure if the walls could speak, they'd have some some good stories. It sounds like that. Anyway, when you when when you first came down to Glasgow, and you know, I know that you came from a, a more rural part of Scotland. Were you did you manage to sort of immerse yourself completely into city lifestyle, and did you enjoy the buzz and the energy that comes with with a place like Glasgow, and also the sort of cultural aspects that are at your disposal in a city like that? Yeah, like I definitely did, but I. Looking back, I think I took a, quite a while to find my feet in Glasgow, actually, because because of where I grew up um, in Murray, most of my contemporaries would have ended up going to Aberdeen or further down the east coast to Edinburgh. Mm. And I think out of everyone in my year at high school, I think I was the only one that actually went to Glasgow. And I think in Glasgow generally, there's not a huge sort of population of people from the northeast. And working, working in folk music and trad music, I was always very aware, I think, of how big a network there is in Glasgow for people from the islands and from the highlands and west coast and stuff. And it did take me a little while to sort of find my, find my place within all of that. But I loved, I'd, and I'd never really been to a big city before, my like audition for university and I'd never really been to Glasgow maybe once or twice before so it was all a bit overwhelming but you know you're at uni you're kind of in a wee bubble you've got your halls and you go to your classes every day so it's it sort of felt like a bit of an extension of school um, and then as time goes on of course you do explore the the wider city a bit more and and kind of become embedded in the place and it is an incredible city. It's a really special place. And now that things are opening up again after lockdowns and all the rest of it, I think I've been very aware of just how special Glasgow is in recent weeks, particularly. Yeah, completely agree with you. Glasgow's featured heavily um, as a choice on this show, and there's definitely good reason for that. It's such a wonderful city to to spend time in. I was lucky enough to live there for a while as well, so I've got fond memories of of spending time in in Glasgow. Just to go back to the choice that you've made, um, I've now got an image of you running around the canals of Glasgow listening to this song. Obviously, running's a big part of your life. Do you, do you enjoy going out and, and competing as well? Do you do any, any races? No, I, at one point I was training um, to do a half marathon or something like that, and my knee decided to turn to dust. So mm. running's, running's something that I don't do too much of, but I... oh. Goodness, I, I love getting out into the hills and out on the bike, and um, I can get away with the odd game of football. I found, like, um, I found generally speaking, in the past kind of six or seven years of my life, exercise has become quite an important part of it, just from purely just kind of clearing your head. And, you know, it's an, ama- it's an amazing way to take in the scenery and the world around you without, you know, just without, I don't know, without having to like make huge plans and stuff like that you can just get out and about and get some air um, and Glasgow's amazing for that obviously because there's so many cool parks and big roads or canals like I said earlier you know definitely I'm actually training for a marathon right now so I'm definitely going to add this song to my playlist so thank you for introducing it to me oh man the whole album that'll get you through the marathon in record time (laughs) yeah i'm gonna need the motivation so i'll definitely add the album to to the playlist and i think with that in mind we should we should listen to the song you've chosen so do you mind introducing it again and we'll listen to it absolutely so this is flashback by met clear 
Brilliant. So we've visited Glasgow. Where are we going to head to next and, and why? Good question. The next um, place we're going to talk about is my hometown of Cullen. And um, I've chosen a track called Sirius by Aidan Rook. So Cullen, I think, is a bit of a hidden gem uh, in, in Scotland. Um, it's, it's up on the Murray Firth coast, sort of near Banff. And it's an interesting part of the world because in terms of tourism and things over the years, when I look back, it's because it's, it's just far enough away from Speyside that it doesn't really get the kind of whiskey tourism thing. And obviously with it not being in the Highlands or on the West, it, it also doesn't get any of that stuff. So it's quite a sleepy place. And over the years, I was aware of it becoming quieter and quieter and quieter. And then my kind of generation of people left um, for university and to kind of start their lives and things, I guess. And I felt on some levels that it just never really picked up. And then when, when I went back uh, after lockdown and things last summer, it was like the beach was like Majorca down there. It was just absolutely <laughs> even. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was amazing to see that actually it's a stunning stunning part of coastline and um i have a few friends who have traveled up there in recent um months or years and have ne and have never been to that part of scotland before and I've, I've all been blown away by the scenery and the kind of character of the area the landscapes and things um so that's lovely to to see and i i just had the i just I honestly had the most special childhood and upbringing in that area all over the Northeast and music was a huge part of that too. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't come on this show and, and not speak about that. And um, the music that I've chosen for it is just one of these tracks that I remember discovering years and years ago. And um, it just, all the music in, in, in that track just captures the landscapes and the, uh, the kind of huge skies and sunrises, sunsets and things that go with the area. You've spoken about the musical influences of, of growing up there in, um, in your childhood. Did you come from a, a musical family? Well, my dad was, my dad was musical. Um, I remember like he used to play the guitar to me all the time when I was wee and stuff. <laughs> um, he was a huge like Dylan fan and things. So he would always sit and sing these songs like that. And um my granda, my granda Jimmy, he was he was quite a musical guy as well, but but no one other you know other than that it was like it was very much me learning through school and going on my own journey that brought me to here as a professional musician. But certainly when I was growing up, like if it probably hadn't been for like my dad and my granda, um opening my eyes to the world of music and giving me that little bit of exposure to folk music and trad music and things, I don't think I would have ever really got the bit between my teeth. What first piqued your interest in, in learning the fiddle and getting involved in the traditional and folk scene? Um, well, I, don't, I, I remember very, uh, very specifically telling my dad one day when I must have been about seven or eight years old that I wanted to learn the trumpet <laughs> that was that was my thing I was like I want to learn the trumpet and I, I have no idea why and thank goodness I didn't he 
I remember seeing his van appearing outside the school one day and he'd obviously gone in to ask one of the teachers, so a tiny wee school, um, and, and he'd obviously gone in to ask one of the um, teachers about what the crack was and all the rest of it. And the next thing was I, I got this fiddle handed to me um, and there was a few of us in the school got some fiddle lessons and all the rest of it. And it kind of went from there. But I, I went to... Um, a gig in Aberdeen and this must have been in about 2005 or something like that and I, I went through with a couple of friends to see um, Blazing Fiddles and I remember then I was like oh cool like there's lots of like these guys are playing amazing tunes and I've never heard you know I've never heard traditional music played like this before and uh, I just kind of got the bug at that point and was desperate from then on to really learn loads of tunes and learn and discover more bands and all the rest of it. And that kind of just went from there. Um, and then obviously I got the chance to join a local fiddle group. And yeah, I think from my kind of mid teens, folk music was just, there was, I was, I was never going to work in anything else at that point in my life. You know, that was just everything. I was going to ask that actually. Um, when you were leaving school, was there any other options, or were you were you solely focused on on getting in to do music? Well, I like I'd applied to like engineering courses and stuff at university, and like I had places to go and study. I could have done gone down that road absolutely. Um, and then when the when I got my offer for the conservatoire, um, I just think at that point I was like, well. I might as well give this a shot, you know, um, because even even back then, I was, you know, I, I knew in my head, I was like, if music's temporary or doesn't last that long, I could always, I'm sure you can do something else further down the line. So at that point, I was just like, I'll go to Glasgow, I'll immerse myself in that world and just see where it takes me. Um, so yeah, I think I would have never, there was no way that I wasn't going to do that. Just to go back a wee bit to Cullen itself, you spoke beautifully about the the sort of picturesque nature of that part of Scotland. What was it like being a child and, and having that as your playground and, and places to explore when you're that age? Oh, uh, just so special. And I think like I like when I think back to it now, like we just ran ran wild around the place, you know, like just the kid there was so there was a lot of us like grew up in that town together. It was probably just a, a, a period in time when there was just a lot of kids, you know, like, and the, we were all roughly the same age. All the parents would have known one another. And we, we just, we just like, sea town, all the, all the villages along that coastline have, have a sea town. So that's where the original town would have been and all the fish houses and stuff like that. So they're all tiny wee lanes and things between all the, all the houses and you, you just run around wild playing hide and seek and then get bikes. And then when we're a bit older, the one thing that we used to do religiously every single summer was go duking. <laughs> everyone, everyone would be jumping off the piers. And um, your whole thing was every birthday or Christmas, whatever, you'd be getting a new wetsuit, the, the newest, <laughs> coolest uh, gull wetsuit that you could go. And, uh, and just spend your life just jumping off the piers at the harbours and things like that. And like when I look back, that was incredible. And the freedom and the rope that we were given by like all of our parents and stuff. I don't know if you would 
even these days get that at all because <laughs> um, we were just um, having the time of our lives probably brilliant and when you go back there now as an adult um what's your feelings towards Cullen now yeah just oh it's it's I think I appreciate the place more now than I ever have because I think I'm aware of how special it is now you know maybe when you're that age you're kind of just living in the moment and then you've nothing else to compare it to and then obviously I've come to a big city and lived here for 10 years and probably been very focused on trying to establish a career and and just achieve different things in life and then all of a sudden you you do get to a stage where you you kind of look look back a wee bit or look around you a little bit more and you realize yeah like I do I do look back now and, and realize how special Cullen is and like I said a wee while ago it's amazing to see the place getting busier you know and more people moving back to the area or more people moving into the area the beach is busy the restaurants are busy there's a few cafes popping up and that's really special and it's an area that i hope continues to develop and and thrive over the over the coming years definitely could you see yourself moving back somewhere like cullen in the future i would never say no definitely not like i i think we'd i think i would need to just see where life took me um, mm. but I absolutely yeah like I, I, there's no way that um, I would ever say I wouldn't do that um, but yeah we'll, we'll just have to see what what the future has in store well I think I think you've spoken so beautifully about Cullen that we should listen to the song that reminds you of Cullen so do you mind introducing it again and we'll listen to it absolutely so this is Sirius by Aidan Excellent. So we've had Glasgow, Mary Hill in particular, and we've had Cullen as well. Where have you saved for your last stop on today's little adventure around Scotland? <laughs> well, I, I, I said this in my, my wee message to you when I sent <laughs> tunes. I, I really struggled to think about another place in Scotland that is as special to me as those two because I have spent so much time over the years away from Scotland. Um. So I've picked a, a, an East Pointers track to listen to today, which are an amazing Canadian band, um, because they, when I'm away, they really remind me. Um, well, I don't know why they remind me of home, because they're not a Scottish act, but they, 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 they give me a sense of groundedness, and I think their music gem, in certain ways, just resonates with, with me being away and on the road and and missing home and things like that. Um, and I guess I have a number of smaller places that are quite special to me. I, I grew up um, traveling to see my relatives in Linlithgow, in Monifeath, um, spent a lot of time in Edinburgh as well. And I had, I guess in some ways, had because of my childhood and the 
job I have now for a long, long time until COVID had quite a nomadic lifestyle. I guess Scotland generally is just an incredibly special place to me and the amount of traveling I've done over the years, which I've been very lucky to do and really loved. But every single time I do it, it makes me realize how amazing Scotland is as a country and how much I love it here. Um, so yeah, I I think I, I chose this track by the East Pointers because um, when I was out with my now wife Fiona in Thailand a few years ago, we got engaged and this was one of the tracks that was just on our playlist the whole time. And it was a really special, special time and reminded us both of, you know, how much we've wanted to be home and we're looking forward to getting home to see everyone and all the rest of it uh, and I just I thought I would find an excuse to get that track into the into the show today no I love that reason I think it's a beautiful reason to choose to choose the song and it's it's lovely to actually hear about you know when you're off traveling around the world you still have this yearning to be back in in Scotland because that's definitely the case with me and I often think you know am I Am I just biased towards Scotland because I just love it so much? But I generally, when I'm away and I see places are beautiful, but I, I still think Scotland's got a beauty that I've not I've not managed to find elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. And you know, it's easy to say, but um, I think the the people here, the atmosphere in the in the country, the you know, combine that with the landscapes, the massively diverse, um, you know, geography of the country as well. If you go east to west and, you know, from the central belt up to the highlands and things like that, there is something here for everyone. And um, I think we're, you know, especially through what's happened in the past year or so, it's incredible to be able to live here and when you need to escape, when you're allowed to get out your house and, and disappear into the countryside again and all the rest of it, we've just got the most incredible place on our doorstep. And, and I think that's a really special thing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I was, you know, I love exploring the different parts of Scotland and I think you summed it up well there, just saying how diverse the geography is, just moving from from east to west it feels you know like completely different worlds at times which i love that that variety that we get when you've been traveling around the world and you know i, I presume you've been to some some pretty cool places um is there any places that you know you have visited with your music that you would recommend to other people to go and travel to if they had the opportunity oh goodness that's a good question yeah i mean wow like i've just i've been so lucky to see the places I've been, um, trying to think what, what would I, maybe I could give you like my top, like three places that I've been. Love Chicago, been there a few times and I think it's an incredible city and probably gets overlooked a wee bit because of the, the big cities in the States that people are always aiming to get on their hit list, you know, New York and LA and whatever else. But, um, Chicago is really, really cool. Um, We've had in sort of rural Germany and rural Austria, I've seen some of the most incredible landscapes and been in some of the most beautiful picturesque places that I've ever, ever seen. That there's just no other reason that you would ever go there unless you sought it out to be there doing a random gig. 
um, I can't even remember the names of these places, but it's just like there are parts of those countries that are just breathtaking. I completely agree with you on I, I, one of my first because I went to drama school. That was my background. And one of my first jobs was working for the English Theatre in Vienna on a right. sort of outreach show. So we went to all these amazing places in, in Austria and a lot of the countries that border Austria. And exactly what you've said, like some of the places I would never, ever end up in if I hadn't done that job. But my God, they were so beautiful. And the landscape, also the people there, I just loved that that part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's incredible. And I think it's like, yeah, people. when people think of mountains and all the rest of it, you're, you're aiming for the Alps or you're aiming for whatever and, you know, skiing usually part of it and or hiking and whatever else. And there are huge regions within these countries in Europe that we just, we just don't know about. Just uh, incredible like that. So, and then I guess one of the other places I'd love to go back um, was Santiago de Compostela in Spain. We did a, we did a few gigs out there uh, years ago. Um, actually, Stephen wasn't with us. We were out with a, a great piper called Ali Hutton, who plays in bands like the Treacherous Orchestra and things like that. And oh, that was just an incredible place. Um, yeah. So that so that would be my my three places that I'd recommend. <laughs> Somewhere in Austria or Germany, if it's rural, um, <laughs> Chicago and Santiago de Compostela. And what about the exploring that you've no doubt done in Scotland through music? Any little hidden gems that you've been to that sort of pop into your head when you think about the venues you've maybe played or the places you've been? We've done a gig. We've done a few gigs over in a venue called Antober in Mull. Oh, beautiful. And Mull's just, yeah, Mull's a great wee place and really cool, beautiful, um, beautiful to explore. Um, we've also done i think one of my favorite places is is um it would be sky and that's probably quite cliched in a lot of ways because it's such a tourist hotspot but it is it is stunning you know and we've done a, a few gigs up in the arrow center up there um over the years and have always made a point of kind of exploring around and we've been really lucky that we usually tend to tour the uk in september um, and we've September always seems to have a wee burst of good weather again before winter kind of arrives properly. <laughs> and uh, and a, a few times we've been up in sky, the weather's just been breathtaking, and it's just such a stunning, stunning part of the world. So it's not really a hidden gem, is it? I would, I, I guess, I guess the mull thing we'd win over that slightly. And we've done we've done a few gigs in Lewis and Harris over the years when the weather's been. I think that's the key to Scotland. The weather's good you can be anywhere in Scotland <laughs> absolutely um well just before we listen to the East Pointers track that I, I feel like it encompasses Scotland as a whole which is actually a lovely way to finish um today's episode I just want to say thank you so much Jack for giving me your time and for coming on the show it's been a real pleasure to talk to you and to delve into into your memories of these places that you've chosen so thank you thank you so much thanks for having me
You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. Thank you so much for listening to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back. If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to subscribe and to leave us a rating and a review. Please also go on social media and like and share the pages with all your friends and family. A little reminder that on Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia and on Twitter, search Capture Cali. Go on, like, share, post, comment about it and help spread the word of Capture Caledonia. If you want to support the podcast, remember you can go on to my Buy Me A Coffee page, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount that you can afford to donate to support the podcast will really go a long way and help to ensure that we can keep the podcast going in the future. Thank you so much for your continued support and I look forward to seeing you next week.